Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word and thrive in Christian living. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. And I'm so excited to tell you all about our brand new in-depth Bible study academy. Have you always wished you knew how to in-depth study your Bible for yourself, but you just don't have time to go to Bible college? Well, join us this year as we adventure through 12 different courses designed to give you the background and the tools to study the Bible for yourselves. You can find out more information about the Academy on our website, coffeeandbibletime.com. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how the trials of life can reveal your true value. In the book of John, Jesus very clearly tells us that while we are in this world, we will have trouble. He's telling us that we can expect some trials and tribulations, but he also tells us to take heart because he has overcome the world. Trials and tribulations are oftentimes necessary in order for us to grow and mature into whom God created us to be. Well, our guest today, Mila Gregg, author of the book Forged by Fire, How to Develop an Unstoppable Personal Brand, is a true testament to walking through trials with God's grace and coming out on the other side more resilient with a stronger faith that can truly make beauty from ashes. But first, a word from our sponsor. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Time strive to help people delight in God's Word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Mila Gregg is the founder and CEO of Moda, one of the most recognized branding groups in the United States. With 20 years in the field, Mila's expertise in building personal brands, growing leadership equity, and crafting marketing and social media strategies comes from her experience, not opinion or observation. From executives at Fortune 100s to first-time entrepreneurs and everything in between, Mila has helped leaders with various backgrounds and organizations of all sizes create, communicate, and profit from their brands. Please welcome Mila. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am just so delighted to be here because... 
We actually have a common marketing background, which I love. And I love to see, sometimes I think of marketing as like, I don't know, something that maybe isn't like being a pastor or something like that, you know? And I often think, no, God, we need all these people in the world, right? To sort of make everything work. And it's just exciting to meet somebody else with a similar background, but yet, You just have this willingness to be bold about your faith. And I just love how God has combined the two. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's always, uh, it's always so good to hear that. It's, it's, everybody needs encouragement and me, I'm right there with you. So thank you. Yeah. Well, Mila, you're obviously very talented and gifted in your field of helping people big build successful brands. But your story didn't begin that way. Can you tell us a little bit about your backstory and where your career started? Yeah, I mean, it started in NASCAR, uh, weirdly enough, the branding side of it. So I learned I was from California at the time, and I don't know why I say this every time I talk about it, but being from California, NASCAR was not really on my radar, even though there are races there. And I learned about brand um, as a young woman who knew nothing and was in the room with people who, by all imagination, I shouldn't have been in. And truly from there, it was one day I just looked at someone doing something with one of the drivers and I thought, I can do this better. I don't know why I thought it. I just did and decided to jump out on my own. And it wasn't long after that I started my own company. Uh, I think my mom is the one who actually came up with the name. And we just, I just jumped in headfirst. And it started with, uh, I've been in thousands of closets. So I've dressed executives of all levels and worked on their image. And then it went to personal branding, corporate branding, marketing, and it just grew. And I wish I could say I had this amazing growth strategy and brand plan myself. And I really didn't. It was just the Lord and uh, revealing my gift that he's given me a little bit at a time and giving me as much as I could handle and truly lighting the next best step. And I look back on these 20 years and just think, wow, if you had told me I'd be here, I would have said you're nuts. I mean, (laughs) it's just been one of those journeys that you don't expect. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. That's incredible. Well, I wanted you to give us just a little bit of background about this this tr- big trial in your life. What and what yeah. gave you the courage to sort of get through that? Yeah, absolutely. So the you know the book, the forged by fire part of the title um, is truly me going through a trial with my husband, and I was married in '07, and in. January of 2009, uh, basically found out that he had committed wire and mail fraud. And by any other stretch of the word, it's actually a Ponzi scheme. And the details of that are, you know, is what you normally think they would be. I was, uh, you know, you're just blown away. Like when people talk about a phone call or you hear the country song saying a phone call can change your life. Mm. Um, I have lived that moment, a truly a phone call and you're going, how did I end up here? And this is not what I had in my life plan. And are you kidding me? Um, So being able to live through that. So fast forward January of 09 to September, he's sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. And it's different than state, not that that's a detail you ever want to learn in life, but uh, you serve your time when you go to federal prison, you don't get a, a discount on that time. And so, you know, it's going to be 10 years uh, with very little leeway in that. And 
That was, I was six months-ish pregnant at the time, dropped him off at a federal prison in Atlanta, and just sort of started the journey of um, finding out who I was, uh, surrendering him to the Lord, because I couldn't change him, and I couldn't um, help him. I mean, that was truly his walk with the Lord. And then, so watching him walk with the Lord and watching him grow and change while I'm doing the same separately, um, uh, that was tough. And, you know, fast forward again to the end of 14 or ish. Um, he basically served about five years of the 10, uh, the federal judge vacated her sentence, resentenced him because she actually heard all of the details of the story. Um, he did what he did. Uh, but the time, the time was what was changed his, he was still guilty, but she changed her time based on details and so the Lord really worked through that moment. Everybody said, get divorced, um, family members included, um, church members included. Can't believe that you would stay married. Can't believe that you would support someone like that. You know, you're raising a child, you're building a business. You'll never do it with this sort of, you know, uh, history, you know, kind of holding you down. But every day I walked with the Lord. I can honestly say every day. I mean, there were days I would get up and be like, you're going to have to help me to breathe today. This is just mm-hmm. a rough day. So you're kind of a trial lawyer. You're helping your attorney get details. Again, not to prove he's innocent. He is. He was as guilty as guilty could be. But again, the details and trying to be a part of that and then pay for bills because you start over financially in every way. Mm-hmm. You have no money. Um And you have to start over with friends. You have to start over with family. You have to just start over in life and uh, walked every day with the Lord, learned to hear his voice. A lot of people will say, how do you hear God speak? And it's like, oh, just go through a trial and turn to him and you'll eventually uh, be able to recognize his voice in your head. But uh, resting on his promises, learning what that even meant at the time, like what is God's promise and what does it mean to stand on that? Mm-hmm. Um, other than standing on it, if you write it on the floor, like that's not what it means. You know, like, what does that even mean? Um, uh, understanding what he, he had done for others and understanding as he started to move through my life, what he, he was doing in my life and seeing it in real time, watching the Bible, you know, it's watching the scriptures come to life. It's almost as if at that time in my life, they were dancing. Does that make sense? Like the mm-hmm. scripture would come off the page mm-hmm. and it was like, whoa. This is real, you know, so being able to watch the scripture come to life, watch and hear him take me to where I needed to go that any given day. That's truly it. And without that, I mean, I think I would be in a loony bin somewhere because, you know, the stress and pressure, the judgment and all of the things that you experience, you know, from the world, I think they can be, um, I mean, they can just, it can crush you, uh, maybe not physically, but in every other way. So, you know, that the I, you often hear pastors talk about trials and how they truly show you who you are. And then you hear the Lord more during that time than you ever hear him. Um, it's true. You know, and I had a friend of mine say, one day you'll miss the trial. And I told her at the time, you're nuts. And don't mm-hmm. ever say that again. But she's right, because you're so close to him during that time. And you can feel him. It's like he like holds you as you're walking sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I may not miss the trial, uh, but I certainly miss that time. And I, I fully understand what she meant by that now, because it's just, he's so near at all times that you miss having that closeness So the, the true trial in life is how do you stay that close when you're not in desperate need? And I think that's where a lot of people come, come to afterwards. 
Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine going through the depth of that trial, like you said, without the Lord. That's just gets that's what got you up each day, right? Um Oh, 100%. I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't have another daughter uh, now. I wouldn't have friends. I mean, I wouldn't have anything. I mean, truly, you're you, when things like that happen, you you really do find out who your friends are. You find out who your friends are in every realm, business, church, mm-hmm. you know, social. And I really did. And I found out more than who my friends are, who they weren't. And you really do feel so alone. I mean, it is so, I mean, now in life, my biggest thing is if someone's walking through a trial, as long as they've taken accountability for it, if they've done something wrong, I will not judge. I will just walk. I will jump in the mud. Uh, most, you know, I would say for me, there are a lot of Christians out there who don't want to get muddy with dirty people. And I definitely want to get muddy with dirty people. Uh, I am not an enabler of sin, but I'm certainly going to be there once you've seen it. Uh, and walk through it and know that uh, my experience wasn't for naught. I mean, we walk through trials so that we can help others going through them and or stop them from getting into one. And I will utilize that. If the Lord says, go, I'll go. Um, I think that's the biggest message um, that I, that one of the top three lessons I think I've learned through that. Mm. It seems like, you know, as you, you must have had like a pretty solid faith, like even before this happened. Can you tell us a little bit about how you how you got to that point? Yeah, I did. I grew up in an Orthodox church, and uh, it was a Serbian Orthodox church. So if you think much like Greek Orthodox, it's you know apples oranges there. But you know, I grew up with a knowing of who Christ was, but didn't have a relationship at all. In fact, I didn't really even understand what it meant to be saved. I hadn't heard that word till I went to what I like to call an American church, uh, and then was saved. That was the first time I ever walked into an American church. Actually, the first service, it made sense, and I walked down, and that was it. But I didn't have a strong relationship uh, because I hadn't really walked through anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. my life at that point had just been fun and it was what it was, but nothing had made it. So I had to get into reading, reading scripture and spending time with the Lord every day. Um, So I don't even think I had a faith and I knew I was saved. I knew what that meant. And I was committed Mm -hmm. to walking with him my whole life, but man, that bond, I mean, it started on day one and uh, of the trial more than it did prior to that. I mean, it was like, open your Bible and you just figure this out with him. And for me, that's how it went. So my foundation wasn't necessarily, um, incredibly strong, but it was strong enough to where I knew where to go. And I think that's very cool. A lot of people go through trials um, and they have a strong faith and that y- you know, but even when you don't, even when you don't have that relationship that's tight yet, when you hit a trial, boy, that's, you can start it then and, and get through it. As long as you know who he is and what he's done and what that means for your life, man, it's just the jumping off point for anything mm. that you go through. Yeah, absolutely. And what really resonates from what you said to me was that just your response, obviously a repentant heart um, is what you want to see. But then I feel like you're doing exactly what Jesus would do. 
right? I mean, you look at the people that Jesus came here and he served in the Bible, the tax collector, um, you know, the sort of the discards of society and, 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 and your husband, I mean, in that state, I'm sure probably felt more alone, even more alone. Um, you, did you yeah, absolutely how how was his experience going through that? Did did he have a similar uh, faith journey while he was there? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. So, I mean, the, you know, God works on him. We works, he's still working on both of us, but um, he had to go. He'll tell you the same thing. He's, he'll tell you, I had to go. That's where I needed to be. That's where God needed to put me in. That's where I needed to hear him. Um, so many things that happened in his life prior to that. And he needed to go. He needed, he needed a reset. He needed to feel the repentance. I'll never forget my mother-in-law saying, stop trying to make this better for him. Let him feel pain. Um, his mom, who I, you know, was my best friend. I mean, one of my best friends in life in general, um, just said, you need to let him cry, let him feel pain, let him feel that. Um, and if he cries for a month, let him, if he cries for five years, let him, like he needs to feel that in order to understand, you know, what, what his actions have caused and then go deeper than that. Like, why were those actions even there? And that's where the healing begins as well. So mm-hmm. the Lord works, works worked on him, worked with him and he found his voice and he started to, you know, really preach while he was there about repentance and about accountability. There are a ton of people in prison who are there because they should be, including my husband when he was there. He should have been. I mean, Hunter, I never said you shouldn't go to prison. You should go. When you do something wrong, there's a consequence for that. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean there isn't hope, but I'm a big fan of accountability um, and consequence to when you do something like that. So there are a lot of, but there are a lot of people in prison who don't um, necessarily feel the same way. I mean, they, they're like, I'm not really, I wasn't really there or I didn't really do that. Or I really didn't, you know, drive this there. And I was caught and I was, no, you were wrong. You have to pay the consequence and you're there. Now the prison system and how messed up it is for many people is a completely different topic, but for, you know, his goal was, Hey, look, accountability is where it starts. Repentance is where it starts. And then he started to actually preach. And I think at one point they'd even, you know, I would see him at visitation and they'd say, Hey, preacher, nice to meet your wife. And so he got to the point where he was sharing God's word in a way that was really, really just authentic 
um, never denied what he did. I'm again, accountability matters. So if he had said, why I don't, I didn't really do it. I would have been gone, um, immediately because you can't move forward unless you've said, this is, this is what I've done. And here's the, here's what I've done to people who I, you know, took money from, here's what I've done to my family, my friends, the community, my, um, Gosh, you know, just my own witness for the Lord. I mean, people who didn't really know Jesus are going to question him because you said you knew him. I mean, all that stuff, it's a heavy weight to bear. And I'll say he still bears that weight. And there are days I pray for the weight to be lifted. And there are other days I'm going, you know what, Lord, lift it whenever. If that's what he needs to bear in order to keep moving forward, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but he he understands the weight. It's taken years for us to get to a place where we can talk about that, but he understands the weight of it. And the Lord still works on us both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, let's kind of um, shift gears a little bit because I want you to share with us a little bit about the work that you do, helping individuals define their own unique personal brand and, and how you help them align that with their faith in God. Yeah, it's so cool. I never knew this. I was truly walking into one of the fortune companies in Nashville one day. And I had actually had a terrible call from prison that day. And I had to give this huge presentation and I was already in prayer. And Lord, this is just a crappy time. Like, I really need you to step in. Today is one of those days. I need to know that you're here with me, like walking in the front door. I have this amazing opportunity. And then, you know, you're, you take a hit that, that same day, but that same day was the day I realized that what I do is truly helping people to find their purpose. And then sometimes reminding people you have one, which then at times, almost inevitably, if it's one-on-one coaching in particular, will lead to you're created. Well, who are you created by? And what does that even mean? And do I actually have a purpose? And was I put here on earth for a reason? And am I actually loved? And um, part of building brand is knowing that, you know, having confidence. So many executive coaching clients would be like, I need more confidence. How do I get more confidence? And how did you get through your trial? And how did you um, continue to have the confidence to speak about what you could do, even though people were judging you uh, because of what your husband did? And part of that is um, I know who I am in the Lord. And so when I, when I have the opportunity to answer questions, uh, personally, it's really nice. And I'll be very clear. I say, Hey, you asked me a personal question. I have to answer it the only way I know how. And so anytime I have the opportunity to share Christ, share the gospel, um, in a way where it's really clear when I, when I first heard about Jesus and what's being saved means the woman actually looked at me one day, a woman walked into my office craziest story. We're still friends to this day. Her name is Robin. She walked in my office and basically said, "Um, do you know that if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, and if you are not saved, if you do not, she went through the whole thing, you're going to go to hell. And I went, I'm completely unaware of this fact, but thank you for sharing it. And I needed to hear it like that because that made me go, oh, I get it. So my prayer is always Lord, bring me the people that need to be um, have cold water thrown on them. Bring me the clients mm-hmm. where my I am absolutely recklessly uh, okay to speak about Christ and his love for us and what he did. Anytime that door is cracked. So my prayer is always, Lord, how do how do you want me to share this with this person? And it's typically that person is the same way that I needed to hear it. So I know that there's a 
the Lord has a plan in that. Like you are unashamed. You are going forward and you're very direct. Um, and those are the people that typically he brings to me where it's going, you have a purpose and um, you, and he did die for you and he does love you. And here's how you grow your life and your career. And he has a plan and nothing I can say is as good as what he's got for you. So let's talk about this together. So that's, what I've done is allowed me to step into many a secular environment. And because I have a story um, and I have a confidence in that story because I know who he is, I can share it in a way uh, where I'm not afraid. Now, I will say I had a Fortune 500 company fire me early on. And then two months later for sharing Christ with someone who asked me the question hmm. and I made it very clear again, Hey, it's personal, but I'll answer it personally. Is that okay with you? And I had permission, but then two months later hired me back and said, we couldn't find anyone to do what you did. Just be more careful about how you do it. And we're not going to tell you not to, but you know, we're fine when you're fine and we're fine and everyone's fine. So I realized even in that, like losing that money in particular at that time was really hard. I mean, we were right in the middle of all the, all of the things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized even then obedience in those moments, um, he deals with the consequence and he's the one. And if you trust him, he'll just, he'll fix it. Yep. There's nothing I could do. He'll fix it. So that's, that's been the coolest way of blending work with, with, uh, the gospel. And I never saw it. I never saw how branding and talking about emotional intelligence and how do you market yourself and how do you put yourself on LinkedIn and how do you share your stories and and how do you walk into a room or present or Zoom? How do you do that? I never in my wildest dreams thought that that would somehow turn into sharing the gospel. And then when you do it for companies and who knew that social media consulting or training and coaching a marketing team never fails. The Lord's like, that's the person you're here for. You're going to do social media consulting, but this is actually why you're here. And I'm like, that's amazing. Got it. Check that off the list. Let's go. So that's the fun part of what I do. And I can't fire myself. And so if the Lord leads, I'm going and, and, and I'll share him any way I can. Oh, I love that. And really, people can't deny your story. It is your story. And that's what makes it so powerful. And yeah. I love how when your identity is so rooted in Christ, like yours is, then it's it becomes you're able to let those things roll off your shoulder. Although I'm sure it was very difficult going through that experience that you just described. But when your identity is in Christ, you know that you're doing the right thing. And yeah, that's so cool. All right. So in what ways can reading and studying the Bible um, help us improve or sort of shape our personal brand? Wow. I mean, knowing who you are. So most people will be like, Hey, I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. Uh, Do I actually have a purpose? And if, when you, when you, (laughs) you know, there are a lot of people um, who, who pray uh, and they say that they pray. And I often wonder to who do you pray? To who do you pray to? Who are you bowing to? Because I don't see you in the word. I don't see you living the word, but more than that, I've never heard you say I open the Bible. You know, we get wisdom, obviously, because Christ opens our eyes to what he is saying in the word. And that is, I think, 
the the only way to build a brand and it's the only way to build a future. I think sometimes people think they're just stories. I know I did uh, growing up. I would never have thought, you know, reading anything about Moses would have had anything to do with me. And then all of a sudden the Lord's taking you to that story and going, I'm going to enlighten you in this moment and give you the wisdom to understand what this means for you in this very moment in your life. Um, so building a brand, knowing who you are, knowing what your core values are, um, all of that comes from the Lord. Like trying to make it up is, uh, you know, it's failure, inevitably failure. So being in the word, um, if you can on a daily basis, I know I listen to pastor Tony Evans every single day. Mm. Um, so on the days where I'm just like, I can't get there. Um, I'm at least hearing, hearing the word, but that's never, you know, uh, a reason not to be in the word because that's where the Lord speaks to you. So building your brand, understanding who you are, understanding how that can change and be shaped over time um, without his wisdom, you know, flowing through you while you're reading his word and watching it come to life. Um, I mean, failure is inevitable. You, you have to be in it or inevitably you'll fail. And for me, failure is um, success. I'll say success actually is, you know, re- revealing to me my purpose and then and then getting there, you know, like Paul, I'm, I'll go straight to Paul and, and striving for that and winning the race and all those good things. And if you don't know what he's saying to you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You can you can look good on the outside, but you never reach your actual purpose. And that for me is failure. Money, you can have all the money in the world, but you don't get to your purpose. Yikes. You, you're going to have some regrets at 90 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are some really, really big questions that a lot of people wrestle with <laughs> who who aren't oh, yeah. grounded in the Lord. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? So I love that's like such a great, a great lead in and helping those people figure that out must be incredibly rewarding. Well, we all know that there can be a lot of negativity online, whether we're building an online brand or just scrolling through social media. Tell us what you advise to sort of handle negative perceptions for feedback when this happens to someone's personal brand. You mean when someone, you know, gets attacked online, essentially, is that... Mm -hmm. How do you handle it? I mean, I think at the end of the day, I've been there, so I get it. Uh, all of this happened as social was coming out. So it wasn't as bad as, you know, it would have been today. Today would have been, you know, tomatoes getting thrown at you left and right. Um, I, again, I think it comes down to you have to know who you are. Uh, a lot of people can say a lot of things about me. And if unless I've hurt them personally, I just don't care. I think the biggest piece about that is knowing who you are, knowing who you are in the Lord. It's really hard to get your feelings hurt if you have those two things down pat. Um, my trial enabled me to lose everything, including reputation by association. So you truly lose anything earthly that could have been building you, my uh, reputation or my confidence up. I mean, I had nothing, including, I think, starting from negative zero. And so when people hit you, with things or, you know, social media gets you the end of the day, you've got to be okay with who you are and strong in your faith, but then it's in constant communication with him. And I think in order to handle it, I think prayer, obviously before you uh, respond prayer back, but I think that's what branding is all about in general. 
building a story and a true narrative about who you are so that other people can see who you are, um, can hear who you are, know what your gifting is, know what your purpose is, know what gift you have so that when they need it, they can find it. Um, People hit you less when they know you. They hit you less when they know you. And when they disagree with you, and you've said something, but you've built a brand that is grace-driven, but truth-driven, uh, they have a really hard time hitting you. I mean, even during the elections, people would be like, oh, I bet you're voting for Trump. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't really answer. I mean, to get political, this is one of the biggest social things. Um, and no one really hit me left or right because they knew that my answer would typically be fairly grace-driven about it. I mean, I built a brand so that people could see who I am. Truth with Grace is my brand. So if you build a brand and people don't know you, it's easier to hit you. You only fall as far as your brand lets you fall. So if people know you and you make a mistake or you do something wrong or social starts to attack you, you truly can only fall as far as your brand allows you to fall. Meaning if they know who you are, you can't fall past that. So that's why you've got to build that brand, build that reputation Share your story, share your narrative, share what you do, um, be seen so that when things happen, if you get it, if and when you do get hit on social, it doesn't last that long and your brand holds you up. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that helps a little bit, but that's the only way I can answer it. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. What advice do you have, Mila, for those people that have walked in some really deep valleys or maybe are in one right now and they feel like all hope is lost. Like what are some small steps that they can take to get back on track? Uh, oh gosh. Uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, I think the first step, because sometimes when you're in a Valley, it's hard to speak. I mean, I remember days where I would think, Oh my gosh, I can't even get, a word to come out of my mouth because I'm just so heavy and you just, you don't want to get up. You don't want to stand. You can't breathe. You can't think clearly. You're probably suffering from, you know, PTSD of some kind that's starting. I mean, there are so many things that are going on in your body um, that it's hard to even speak. And so I think the most comforting thing is all you have to do is say, Jesus, I mean, help. I mean, from that point on, he's there, right? He promises to lower his ear when we whisper. And I think that's beautiful. So just being able to say his name and saying help, you don't have to have an elaborate prayer. You don't even have to get out your Bible, although I'd suggest it. Um, you don't have to do much other than Jesus' help. And especially in those moments where you just feel like all is lost. That's all you need to do. And at some point, you will start seeing it. It might be immediate. It might be five minutes later, a day later, but you will start seeing that help come in just sometimes the craziest of ways. Um, calling his name, asking for help, and he will be there. And that's all you have to do in that moment in the valley. And I think the other, the last piece of this is it's not going to last forever. You're just not going to last forever. I know if you've been to church at all, you've heard you're either walking into a valley you're in one or you're walking out of one. You're rarely outside of that. So uh, it's not going to last forever, even though it might feel dark. Uh, and people would say that during mine and I'd get so angry, like really, it won't last forever. Um, thanks for that, you know, but I can truly say looking back, uh, it won't. 
And if I, I hope that brings a peace to your heart. And I know you might be thinking, my God, you don't know my story. You don't know the details. It's going to take forever. I'm going through something where even legally, maybe, you know, it's going to be months and months and months. And I'm telling you this, if he can take 10 years to five in a federal prison sentence, he can do anything. Um, he can change a judge's heart. He can do whatever he deems he wants to do for his will. So to pray your will be done and to know it won't last forever. God is in control. I mean, people often will say miracles aren't happening today. Still, he is working. He is working and he is, he is right there. And you can see them as long as you're with them and you're calling out his name, he's right there. There's hope. Yeah, that's just, that's so encouraging. One last thing. Do you have any suggestions for how we can help someone who maybe is going through a significant trial like you've gone through? I mean, I know there's times when you should say something and you shouldn't. And what what advice would you have for that? Yeah, I think oftentimes we hold back because we don't know what to do. I was so mad at so many people for so long. Uh, because I thought, wow, we were friends and how do you not, what is wrong with you? How do you, how can you just let me be a single mom and how with a new baby and building a business and visiting my husband in prison and we were friends, but now you're nowhere to be found. How is that possible? And then I realized over time, you know, some people just don't know how, um, one advice is, you ask and you ask often, what can I do? Talk to me about it. Zero judgment. Uh, never stop asking, even if the person says I'm good. I'm here. Send scripture. Just consistent pursuit of relational moments um, is all that you can do. And eventually that person will say, okay, oh, I'm a, I don't accept help from a lot of people, but everyone, including me at some point will say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need the help. Uh, just don't stop and, and, and be turned off by it. And people can tell when they're going through something. Uh, my pastor said just this last weekend that the church sometimes doesn't know what when the wrong people start getting saved. Uh, I go to a Baptist church in Nashville and uh, pastor Mike, when he said that it made, I giggled because it's true. Sometimes we want to be surrounded by so clean. Uh, but if you just for many of us, it's a lot of dirt and a lot of ugly. Um, so being someone who is willing to get in the ugly and willing to get in the dirt um, is what we're all called to do. Uh, don't run away from it. Get in it and jump in it and pursue the person who's hurting. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's such a helpful tip for people because I'm sure I've been there too, where you almost freeze, like you don't know what to say and you're afraid you're going to do the wrong thing. But I, I love your suggestions there. Those are great. And and what you just said um, regarding what your pastor said, I just saw the Jesus Revolution movie last night and it totally reminds me of, of you know, in the movie where they're the hippies are, you know, come into this very <laughs> traditional staunch church and the people that were already there were like, really, you know, like, why are those people here? And exactly. They were dirty and they had bare feet and all these different things. And yeah. oh my goodness. 
but they need a savior too. So, well, Mila, how can people find out more information about you and your book? I mean, you go to the website. I think my website has it all. I'd love to connect with you on social and um, all the things. Uh, my website is just modaimageconsulting.com and all of it's there. I'd love to hear from you. And if you do get the book, tell me all the things, good, bad, and ugly. I want to know it all. Aww. Well, we will definitely have that link in our show notes. Before we go, I just want to ask you a couple of our favorite Bible study tool questions for our guests. What Bible is your go-to Bible and what translation is it? So it's it's the NIV Bible. Am I? Yep. And I have actually uh, the John MacArthur Study Bible. Oh, uh, I need a one. good study Bible. Yeah, I, ha- I need uh, I need the... If I don't have the background sometimes, you know, and the Lord can speak in those notes and we tell you. So um, <laughs> that's the one I've got. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's a really good one. Okay. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? You know, no, uh, I do have a journal though, and it's just blank. Uh, I wasn't a big journal person. And again, I think just growing up Serbian Orthodox that was very, uh, that wasn't even on the table. I mean, I hadn't heard that ever. So my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, Beth, uh, she's a journaler for sure. And I think it, how I, I mean, truly, I think the best thing for me has just been Lord speak, help, where should I go? Uh, what verses should I look at? And sometimes I think, oh my gosh, I'm talking to myself. I mean, I'm hearing something and I'm going, should I even go there? And then it'll be go to X verse in my head and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is that even a verse? And oh, am I talking to myself? And then it'll be a direct answer to a question. And sometimes that sets a whole day of verses that kind of come through and tell the story and shape the answers and shape what I've been worried about or thinking about. Um, I, so I think everyone does it so differently. I've taken on my friend Beth's suggestion but I know that there are tons of those out there and some people need really process oriented things, but that's been my, uh, my way of doing it just more reckless, which would kind of go with how I live life a little bit when it comes to him. (laughs) All righty. Lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? You know, I'm a Tony, Dr. Tony Evans app um, for all the things. Um, I listen to him daily and uh, do the Bible study. I mean, I, anything that he has, I'm, I'm using his tools. Um, I know there are others out there, but for me, he is so direct and so fierce and and, and his love for Christ and um, he does not sugarcoat. And that's, you know, that's what I need. And I think that's one of the absolute best out there. Well, we will put a link to that as well. That's yeah, he is amazing. Well, Mila, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for being so authentic, giving us encouragement and hope. Like your story, just, I I think everyone listening is going to be like, wow, okay, (laughs) if God can get her through, he can get me through too. So I think I just want to thank you for being so open and sharing. Oh, I'm so humbled to be here. Thank you for having me on. I know you can have a million people on in the world. So thank you. 
Well, for our listeners, be sure and pick up a copy of Mila's book, Forged by Fire, as I have been reading it. It's one of those books you can't put down. You kind of just don't want to stop. So I encourage you to pick that up. You can find the link in our show notes. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.